and I'd like to start off this episode by thanking our amazing fan base. Although you are small, you are mighty. Tiny um, but mighty, bro. Exactly. So I would uh, want to thank you guys for the support. I know we took off a little week here. That was just to kind of we're trying to have our logo done. We started our social media on Instagram at Scholar and Shot Caller. Um, if you want to follow With that the Twitter, page, soon go ahead to follow. And, Twitter will yeah. also be following. Go ahead and do that for us, please. Um, we're trying to really branch out with this, and we're taking it seriously, so we're trying our best. At least 100 uh, episodes, bro. <laughs> at least. Uh, that being said, trying our best. Um, uh, if you know me personally, you may already know. If you don't, um, my wonderful Tata, Tata Money, passed away um, on Sunday at 12.20 p.m. His uh, new life started. So, today is going to be a very um, emotional and heavy episode, so it's not going to be our t- typical, like, you know, energy and vibe. It's going to be a little more dark, so just so you know, you're being forewarned now. Um, but before we get to that, I want to, like we always do, cover our week. So, I'm going to kick it off to my co-host, July, and he'll tell you about how his last week's going. Alrighty, so welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, over the last two weeks now, I guess so it's a bi-weekly recap this time around. Um, uh, on a personal note, uh, I've been dealing with school and the end of the semester. You know, is never a fun time for college students because we get those larger assignments that just come around and bite us in the ass. But uh, on a that's how I'm doing in school. Uh, on my private time, I started putting together my 9mm AR, so that, that's cool. That's like months in the making, uh, so I'm glad that I'm finally going to put that little project together for myself. And then on the family side of things, uh, these last two weeks have been like culmination to get my dad ready to go back to work. So like he hasn't been back to work since he got sick at the start of December, so... It's a real big moment for us to finally, like, um, not worry about, like, if we're going to have enough, like, you know, our savings running dry and stuff to cover the our expenses here. But it feels good. It's a very feel-good moment for us at this time. And I'm glad to see that things are starting to move forward rather than backwards, you know. But that's all uh, for me. That, that's great, man. I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy the family's doing well. And that Pops is back to work. Obviously, it's big for you guys. You know, obviously, it's the main income of the house. So, you know, shout out to the, the Morales family. I'm glad they're doing well. And you, as for me, I already kind of, you know, touched the topic a little bit. And uh, my lovely grandfather passed away on Sunday, surrounded by all his loved ones that could make it. Um, I had a family from uh, New Mexico and California show up. Um, and he got to see his, uh, brothers and sisters, obviously. So that was good for him. I'll have for him for that. And for everyone that wanted to see him and got to give him their last words. Um, I was lucky enough to have about 30 minutes to, to myself with him. And, uh, it was nice. It was something that I, I really wanted and I was fortunate enough to get it. So, um, thank you to my family for allowing me to do that. And, um. His services are next week, so next Saturday I will be having to attend that. So I think for me, I'll be there with really, you, buddy. 
Oh, I know. I'm just letting everyone know. You know, for me, really, it's more uh, gonna kind of culminate into one big thing there. So, I'm lucky enough to have a great support system um, with my girlfriend Lauren, and obviously you, Nick, and the guys. Um, so, you know, for once, I might actually use it. Um, but um, I'm happy for him. You know, he's off in a better place. You know, dancing went on once again, and uh, Justin Freddie Fender and uh, Ramon Ayala. So, you know, I can smile with tears knowing that. Uh, that being said, um, this episode is going to be a tribute episode to him and to just essentially just to cover the topic of death, you know, something that we all are going to experience in our lifetimes and experience ourselves. And I think it's a healthy conversation to have. So, um, you know, I agree. I, I agree. think, uh, for, for me, I'm really more, um, you know, focused with my dad, you know, he lost his, his father, who my very, very close to, and he lost my Nana. So, you know, he doesn't have any more parents. So for right now for him, to me, I'm important, but I feel like, um, I'm really, I'm more worried about his well-being. And I know he's a strong man, and that uh, you know, we may be different because I'm I'm very emotional, and he's not as much. But I know that uh, he's hurting right now. So to pop, my dad, I love you, and um, we're gonna get through this. So um, my grandfather's name was George. We called him Thought the Money. Um, he worked hard for everything he ever had. Loved to drink, loved to hunt, loved to fish, loved his grandkids, and he uh, he did everything he could to make sure that everyone was good. So took people in when they needed it, and you know that's all you really got to know about him to just kind of about the man he was. Loved to cuss, favorite was motherfucker, um, and I think that's where I get my vocabulary from. So, um. If you want to ask any questions, July, you can go ahead and ask me. I will happily answer anything you're curious about. Um, and to any of my friends that want to reach out to me in my time of need as of now, you can. You can go ahead and ask me questions as well. You Don't don't be afraid to approach me. I'm not going to bite you. Um, it's just a different... I'm in a different state of mind right now. Very much so. Very much so. Life right now feels like it's at a standstill until his services you know, conclude. So, uh, my my big thing right now is, uh, for one, I think I I I didn't get to. I mean, I've met him a few times, but um, I never actually had to have a, a real like in depth conversation with your granddad. But it seemed like you two were close every time. Like I was somewhere around, you know, in the picture at family functions and whatnot. Um, but. Uh, I think it's very special that you and your family got to have, like, the time, like, put forth, you know, to be with him. Because I oh, feel yeah. like, the, like, I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't get, is it just comes sudden. And I and especially want, with how he, how it's been with everything with this pandemic. And yeah, because sometimes people haven't been able to say goodbye recently, you know? Yeah. So, we were lucky. Um my Diamati and um, Dre, they were like, it was last Friday, actually, matter of fact, it's been a week, and he wasn't doing well. 
you know, as of that morning, he was turning colors. You know, they knew his time was coming, and they were like, why don't we just take him to your Uncle George's house so he can have his final resting place? Because where we were at, you could only see him two at a time. And, you know, it was hot. It was outside. You know, we had to sit outside. So that was the best decision my uncles and my dad made was to let him be at rest. He looked more comfortable, and everyone that wanted to see him got to see him. You know, it was only going to be allowed his, um, like me, like our, the grandkids and his uh, sons were the only ones about to see, basically allowed to see him. So if we didn't move him, he probably would have died alone, and he probably wouldn't have been able to uh, see everyone. So that I'm thankful for, um, for everyone's sake, because everyone got to see him. So that when that case, we are absolutely extremely lucky. Um, I know some friends of ours have lost some very significant people in their lives over the last year, and they didn't even get that chance. So I'm I'm thankful for that and grateful for that. So uh, you mentioned that you, you you had some time alone with him. Was it just kind of like uh, enjoying the moment for you, or were you just like kind of like looking back, making jokes? Like, well, how it did was, you? Take it was that? a lot. It was a lot. I uh, I made um, uh, I I I was there with him with someone else, and I said, "Hey, can you know? Do you mind if I get some time with him? Because you know, everyone else has got time alone with him, or they've hogged him, you know." And I get it. Everyone's grieving. Everyone has a different way of dealing with things. So I did, and I just talked to him. We talked, I reminisced with some old stuff that we would go through and I was holding his hand and I was talking to him and, um, you know, I got to tell him some things that I can't say any right now. As of now, I, I spoke some things into existence. I made some promises that I hope that somehow he can hold me to them. Um, and I just got to talk to him and just, you know, tell him like, you know, it's okay. We're ready. You know, Nana's ready for you. We're ready for you. You don't gotta fight this anymore. Like it's it's time. Like you're good to go. Um, I got to say some words to him. You know that he could still hear me. So, you know, that was that was my that was my my partner. That's what we everyone called him partner. But he was my partner. He was my fishing partner. He was my movie partner. I mean, everything you can think of. The only thing that I didn't get to do with him was uh, was I told him when I turned twenty one I wanted to have. My first legal beer with him, because he loved Bud Light. I said, you know, I thought I don't like Bud Light, but I'll have one. I'll have one with you. Um, but unfortunately, before I turned twenty-one, he had just started to take medication for his heart and his uh, brain, where he could no longer drink. So that was the only thing I didn't get to do. Um, and I'm, you know, that's okay. That's something small. But um, he was, he was Superman, man. He he fought diabetes and dementia and all these other diseases. He smoked and drank every day. Never had a failed organ. Never had cancer. I mean, like the guy was a scientific a, anomaly, a different breed. Yeah, yeah, he was a scientific anomaly, man. It's crazy, you know. But even Superman eventually has a weakness, and, and that's okay, you know. He was ready. He he didn't lose the battle. He 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 fucking won it, and he didn't have to, you know, stay here for very long. You know, he was good. Seventy five years old, and you know, for. You know, a fifth of his life fought a very, very tough disease that takes most people in a few years. You know, so. yeah, and he was still like, uh, like last I saw him, at least he was still like a whole. You know, like because you know people. Yeah, diabetes, it wasn't until they, like, they, within this last year he was starting to lose it. 
yeah, like people with with all those problems, like they start hacking at you, you know, hacking pieces off, and uh, he's still like a solid, you know, like he was a solid stu- motherfucker, as he would say, yeah, stubborn trunk. <laughs> yeah, he was. And as a matter of fact, I have a picture from my senior night that you obviously no one can see but you, but I moved it into my little office area, so he's right here with me, with my dad and me. That probably gonna be the picture for the podcast of um, one of my most important nights. And you know what's interesting about my senior night is uh, um, my mom was very upset at me that I wanted him. Obviously, rightfully so, with my mother. But I told her, and I was like, hey, I don't have that many pictures with him, of him my dad. Nan used to come to every game, and I, I just want that moment with him. And she understood. You know, I know she was hurt, and I, I felt bad. But it's one of the last, if not the last picture I have of him and just me and my dad. And it might be the only picture I have of just him, me, and my dad. So I was lucky enough to have that. Um, and that night, actually, it's funny because you know how we had like a sheet of paper where it tells, you know, the names they want to announce and who they are. I gave them that paper with his name on there and they, they didn't announce it. They forgot. So my dad had to sneak him on the field and luckily he knew Bobby. He's on Bobby forever and he let him on the field and I got to have that moment with him. So, um, shout out to Bobby. The security guard at Zabola for letting that happen. Um, letting me letting me more enjoy that moment with my grandfather and my father. Um, and he 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 made it to my graduation. Like, like I said, he made it through things I didn't think he'd be there for. You know, like graduation and this. And obviously, like, I I wanted him to see me or one of his grandkids get married. You know, but he got to see his great grandkids. Um, as a matter of fact, my cousin Christella, her kids are born on his birthday. Oh wow! So. Yeah. Um, that's gonna be a tough day, obviously the first time. But you know we're gonna celebrate them. We're gonna celebrate him. Um, and uh, yeah, man. So he was um, he was an interesting person. He uh, wasn't always the thought that I knew um, before my nana passed away. He was very much a different man. Um, but once she, you know, she left us, he he changed a lot. And he uh, became more understanding. And as a, you know, we ended up, my dad and I and Jackie, Jackie, whenever she was there, we ended up, ended up with him for a while. After Renana passed away, my dad moved in, you know, quit his job and did his best to take care of him and bring him back up because Renana was his everything. She did everything for him once he retired and she worked from home. So she, you know, gave him his food, his beer, his cigarettes, everything. Um... And that's where we really got our bond from. So she passed away in 2010. So, you know, over the last decade or so, I really gotten to know him more personally and spend more time with him. You know, whether it was going with my dad to get food with him or going fishing or just going to the house and talking to him. Um, you know, I got to spend a lot of time with him. And I'm so happy I did all that. I did it all knowing that any day could be his last, you know, with all the things he has wrong with him, he, he still kept going. And, um, that's something that I'm, I can happily say that I, I saw him as much as I could. Um, sometimes more than most, but you know, my situation was different. I had the opportunity to do so and I, and I took them. So I have no regrets with that. I, you know, I got to spend as much time with him as I could. Um, so Obviously now, no more dementia, no more diabetes, no more medication. You know, 
so like I said, hopefully dancing somewhere with Nana, listening to their favorite artists, like it did when they fell fell in love when they were sixteen. So, um, yeah, man. Well, I mean, I guess you have a quite quite a legacy to you know to continue on. And absolutely, I absolutely do. Um, so. Obviously, if if you know me, you know I have I have tattoos on my whole. I have a full sleeve on my right arm. My first two tattoos were actually dedicated to my not on my thought though. So he'll forever be a part of me on my skin, no matter what happens. So, um, for that, I'm glad I made those decisions as well. So, oh, I'm just gonna be like, uh, how? What got you through like that first night? Then is what I want to ask. Like, like after you after he passed away. Yeah, like the initial night, because I know for a lot of people, it's some people like are go straight to the you know to like denial and stuff until like the f- actual funeral and stuff. And I, I just I'm curious to because I haven't been put in that position yet. And I mean, um, it's interesting because. Um, Friday, I thought he wouldn't, he wouldn't make it past Friday, right? Cause I was looking, did he make the Friday? So, you know, I, I was crying my eyes out for three days. So at that point I was just emotionally spent, you know, um, I had no more tears left to cry. Obviously when he went, you know, there was some tears shed, some, some, something clicked to where, you know, he's gone now. He's not breathing anymore. Um, and, uh, that part was hard. It was hard to see. You know, my uncles and my dad, who I haven't seen cry in 10 years, you know, lose it. Because, you know, that's not who they are. I'm not saying that that makes them any less of a man or anything, but that's just how they are. They're just not... No, everybody's allowed to They're not like man. that. It doesn't matter yeah. how it happens. So it's, Everybody it's, has that right. It's interesting, and it's... it. Uh, you know... Uh, I, I was there, you know, I asked my dad had, you know, his girlfriend, Blanca... Um, I actually told Lauren, she was, uh, doing something and I said, I need you to do this because, um, she was selling heart for the first time in years. And I said, you need to do this for you. And I need you to do it for me. I was like, uh, because I, you know, I've been prepared for this for three or four years. Go sell some art for me. Um, you're right on the road. So if anything happens, I'll let you know. I was like, but I'm okay. Like I'm, I'm going to be okay with this. And I was, I'm glad she did what she did. Cause she, you know, she did sell some art. She was happy. I felt happy for her. So if she ever feels bad about that, she shouldn't. You know, I made the decision for myself and for her. But she was there. So, you know, since she could be. But honestly, man, I I only really, I really didn't even sleep, honestly. Uh, Lauren said the night here with me. And, you know, she was exhausted and I was exhausted. But I, I just, I'm someone that already struggles to sleep. And it was like, if I wake up tomorrow, if I go to bed and wake up tomorrow, this is all real. Like, it really happened, and it's really like real. Even then, you were still clinging to the... Yeah, even then, I was still... It wasn't It wasn't fully clicking. Like, it was clicking, but it was, like... Part of me was wishing and hoping, you know? That's just how we are. So, um, woke up the next morning, obviously, and um, having her there. Even though she... Like I said, some people deal with emotions differently. Like I said, I'm someone that very much so um turtles up i don't i don't reach out i get very uh distant Mm -hmm. um that's just how i am i've always been that way 
Um, so having her here, even just here with me, uh, distracting me was the biggest help I could ask for. So, um, you know, thank her for that. Um, I don't know, man, I'm still going through it. I still have days and I'm going to have this for the, you know, for a long time, you know, probably where it's just like, you know, everything feels like it's against me and considering how this year has gone already for me, like this was the fucking rock bottom of it all. You know, it's been a very tough year for me in general. Um, this podcast has been a very good way to divert my energy somewhere else. Um, but as a year of 2021, been god awful to start off, you know. If not for a few things that I have going on in my life, uh, I could say it's been a pretty shit year, you know. Even compared to 2020, which for me was actually a good year, <laughs> believe it or not, it was actually a good year. Um, you yeah, know, things got done in 2020, <laughs> yeah. Whether we liked it yeah. or not, they got done, yeah. You know, I had a lot of good things happen to me, so all I can really say, man, is uh, that I'm still going through it. Um, and, uh, I'm still, still, um, processing everything, but I know he's gone. Um, and it hurts that he's, I can't have one more, you know, Hey, let's go fishing one more time. Let's watch a movie one more time. Let's talk about the native Americans and the white man. Like he loves to talk about all the time. You know, I don't, I don't get that one more time. It's, it's over. So. That's been the hardest part. I, I can I, yeah, I can see how that like comes in real heavy. Uh, it's and uh, he was uh, what's it called? Like, what's your like for your memories of him? Like, what's the one that? Like, you just, you think it's, like, just him, you know? Like, is that one memory of him that is all, like, it's something that only he could do or, you know, that you remember him doing that. So, I have one I'm thinking of, but I'm I'm actually getting to speak at his services. So, I'm going to save that story for then because it's okay. really funny. It's it's oh. going to one I'm going to end my speech on because it, it's him in a nutshell. Okay. But um, he was, uh, he loved history. He loved Westerns. Um, he loved like Geronimo and stuff like that. So it was very much of him when we watched movies, any movie, to talk shit about it. If we watched Fast and Furious, you're like, oh, that's not, that's not fucking realistic. That's bullshit. That won't fucking happen. You can't do shit with a car. Like he would just literally dissect everything. You watched Geronimo, that didn't happen. That wasn't real. Nope, that's not what happened. This is just a hot meal, like this. And he, he always did that. It was always so funny because. He sounds so angry, but we're sitting here laughing our asses off because, like, he's just, like, tearing us this movie a new asshole. Like, every movie we would watch, it was, like, if he was part of the movie. We watched a movie with, like, a gunfight. Oh, you couldn't do that. He shot so many times. You got to reload already. Like, I get that shit from him. I'm like that sometimes. I'm really cynical about movies, especially movies with gunfights where it's, like, they, they have a handgun that clearly only has, like, 10, 15 uh, rounds, and they shot and three times like, and they haven't reloaded. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Like, he's that person. Like, it was so funny, man. Like, anything we watched. He loved watching Fast and Furious with me, though. That was our thing with Fast and Furious. That's probably why I love the movie so much. We used to watch them all the time. That, that's and funny, because, was... like, who I think about with, like, movies is, like, in my case, is, like, my mom. 
Because my mom makes, like, the sound effects. She adds sound effects to the movies. Like, whenever she's rooting for, like, the good guy or, like, people are fighting, you know, like, you hear her in the background, like, oh, oh, you know, like, hit him, you know, like, jab, you know. Like, she does that when we watch movies. And you can even ask Nick about this. Like, Nick loves watching, coming over to watch movies, you know, for the HBO Max movies and stuff. And he's, like... He comes just for the enjoyment that he sees, like, my mom having. Because she gets, like, so into it. Like, if she's actually, like, in, like, the scene, you know? Like, she just absorbs herself into it every time. And you hear her, like, like cry and weep for the bad for the good guys and stuff like that. And it's just funny how you said that. And it's just, like, immediately I was like, yeah, my mom's kind of like that. But the opposite. Like, she loves falling into the, into the movies and the world and stuff. Yeah, no, he... He was definitely just the best person to watch movies with. Um, also, in his last couple of years, he's kind of started to become, like, he doesn't remember everything, so he would say stuff. Like, I remember one time, he told me my cousin Georgie, he was like, hey, we should go to San Luis. And I'm thinking, like, why are we going to go to San Luis, Tata? Like, what's San Luis? We go get some bitches in San Luis. And I'm like, Tata, you can't go get a bitch. We don't even have a passport. Like, you're not going to be able to get back. And he's just like, Oh no, man! We go to San Luis, get some bitches, come back. And I was like, "Tata, I'm not taking you to fucking San Luis." Like, I don't know. Like, he he uh, he became like a young kid again. Yeah, it was it was funny. Like, I'd go over to my dad, and he'd be he'd walk in, and he'd be like, "Where we doing here, fucker? What are you doing here, fucker? I live here, fucker." Like, he just it was like the funniest dialogue every time I see him. It was like magic, dude. It was like. He come in his he'd come in, in his underwear, fucking hat on. It's but like you couldn't he, write that in a script, you know? Like, no, you happened. can't write it, bro. Like he come yeah. in with socks on, underwear on, and a hat on. I'm like, like motherfucker, where your where your pants and shirt at? I fuck later, motherfucker. I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want in my fucking house. Like that was his favorite word, fucking motherfucker. That was it. Two favorite words. And that was like dude, my sister. He, he was dude. He straight <laughs> up all the time, man. It was it. Was, he was a fucking jokester, dude. I remember I went to San Francisco with Lauren's family, and I got it. My dad a hat from Alcatraz. It's called Escape from Alcatraz, like the movie. And I bring it back. Like, hey, pop, I didn't have a lot of money, but I got you this. My dad loves hats. All right, cool, man. My dad didn't wear the hat once, bro. I thought that went to the room, saw the hat, took the fucking hat, and wore it. So I come in one day. I was like, hey, Tata, what's up, mijo? Where'd you get that hat at? Oh, yeah, I got a long time ago. And I look at him. I was like, no, you didn't. He goes, yeah, I did. I go, my dad, hey, he took your hat? He goes, yeah, that motherfucker took my hat. I didn't wear that shit yet. He already fucking took it from my damn room. Like, he always was notorious, bro, for doing that shit. Always stealing people's hats. And, like, taking him, taking off his hat he had on, taking that hat from, like, one of my uncles and my dad and putting that hat on and, and that hat where he took the hat from. Like, that, the dude just, like, I don't even, I can't even, like... I wish you could see it. So that you sounds could like literally- no, but you know what? He's not the only one though, because like, like my uncles do that. You know, like if they see a hat lying around our house, like they just <laughs> put it on and then they try and leave with it. And I'm just like, can we get hey. those hats? Especially because I'm the one that buys all the damn hats in, in my yeah. house. So it's like I've lost a couple hats, and they're like, you know, like thirty, forty dollar hats. Like, and you don't ever see those again. Or like. um like my nephew's uh, niece's nephew's dad, like um, Renee Senior. Yeah, like I had this badass like sombrero that I brought back from uh, Oaxaca, like the straw hat sombreros, you know what they use like when they're out in the fields and stuff. 
And this dude was working in the fields and he didn't have a hat. And I think I went to school and then I showed up and it was gone because I had it in my closet in my room. And then I never saw that hat again, dude. Like he just kept it. And it was like that <laughs> that hurt my feelings, you know, till this day. Like yeah. he owes me a fucking sombrero from Mexico. <laughs> Renee, if you ever hear this, you know. That's okay. We got it we got his ass back anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we but that's just that's just how he is, man. That's how he was. He, hat stealing is a real thing in like the I guess the Latin culture, you know. Dude, yeah, he was dude, he was so funny, man. And he was so funny. But he had you know, uh we spent a lot of time with him, you know, doing stuff like that. Like my dad would say gonna go eat. Um and he, you know, like I said he his last, you know, ten years of life without having Manana, I know, I feel like we, we all collectively did the best we could for him, you know. To keep him busy, keep him happy, and because um, you know he he was with her for forty five years, you know, yeah, that's, most of his life. That, that's yeah, literally more than half. That's like, you know, three really spent the last ten years without her. So it's like, it's um, it's it's good. You know, I feel like we uh, gave him the best we could. You know, like I said, I got to see, he got to see my last time ever playing football. He got to see me graduate. He got to see a lot of the big milestones in my life, and I'm so appreciative for that because not everyone gets that, you know. Yeah, I was like, I'm I glad made, you have like extended like your grandparents that actually care about <laughs> the grand. Well, that's you know that's really the only one left that really cares. You know, we're not gonna get into the other one. So, but you know, what I'm saying the, is like my, you still had that though. Yeah, he's my only grandfather. My mom's dad passed away, who I'm named after before he before I could ever meet him. You know, so I I will say one thing I did say, and I may get a little emotional here, but I I told him I said, uh, this is when I was alone with him, and I said, uh, hey hey, I know you can hear me, old man. I said, I need you to do me one favor, once you go, and I know you'll I know you'll do it. I said, uh, I need you to say hi to my tata, my tata Ozzy for me. I need you to tell him the time that we spent together. I need you to explain to him who I am, how I am. I was like, because we didn't get that time, but I got that time with you, so I want you to share that knowledge with him. And uh, I'm pretty sure he's he's he knows you, bro. I'm pretty sure he's so he so look down. So um, that one was hard. That was probably one of the harder things I said. Um, uh, I will say one thing that's uh, kind of helped me get through this. And some people may look at me and think I'm whatever, but um, I think last year uh, the Rock lost his dad. Soulman Rocky Johnson, and he had this long Instagram post. And the one thing I remember from it that stayed with me, that stayed with me this whole time, was he was saying, you know, it's not, it's not goodbye, it's see you down the road. So I've been playing those words in my head for the last, you know, week. It's not goodbye, it's see you down the road, and that's been one of the few things that's kept me sane. You know, and considering the rocks a childhood hero of mine. Uh, it to me it, it spoke volumes to 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 me. So for me, the biggest thing has been that you know it's not goodbye. It's see you down the road. Um, but I lost my partner. That's the hardest part. Is he's he's no longer with me physically. But uh, we keep his memory alive by uh, talking about him and rem- reminiscing and remembering. As a matter of fact, the last week I've been listening to nothing but Ramon Ayala, Freddie Fender, and Johnny Cash. So. Oof. That, that's a, a lot of. I've ever heard it. That's 
dude, it is a fucking playlist, man. Um, that's a lot of mixed know, emotions. <laughs> some of his favorite musicians and some of his favorite uh, stuff, and some of my own favorite musicians to listen to as well. But not as much mine, more his. And I just haven't been able to put on like hip hop or anything hype up. You know, it's been a lot of really slow, melodic, you know, methodical songs. So, um, yeah, that's that's been the last week, man. It's it's been interesting, you know. Um, I've been on this, this merry-go-round before, but it's so much different this time, you know, just because um, I have more memories with him, I have more time with him, I'm an adult, you know, I have a lot more, a lot more invested this time around, and, you know, it's just, it's a lot, a lot more experiences, and it's, it's crazy, man, it's, it's something that, uh, that you know, everyone goes through, but, uh, it's been one of the hardest weeks of my life, you know, and it's like right now everything feels like it's slow because life is at a like life is stood still right now because of, you know, obviously waiting for his services to happen. So I'm just sitting here like a waiting duck until, you know, it's over so I can go back to work so I can start, you know, getting back into reality again. But right now I feel like I'm in like in an alternate dimension where everyone around me is moving and I'm stood, I'm seared just standing still. Yeah, the the concept of like death is just I feel like it's it's something that people don't talk about enough, you know. Uh I know with me like I've had a couple of like near death experiences already and they've both been like out of my control, you know? Yeah. So so I know like there was a few instances where like at that point when it's a possibility it becomes a possibility like you kind of do have a conversation with yourself, you know, and to me that's like the like that's the defining moment, I guess, is when you start to realize that you know, like oh, like to weigh in everything, and I mean like everything, like up until that point, like have you, like have I spent like enough time here, or like did I do everything I. Like, you know, like, everything I did, was it, like, good enough, you know, or something like that? Like, it's... You start asking yourself, contemplating about every choice you've ever made before. Like, down to, like, what clothes you wore and, and, you know, like, response and stuff. Like, what you ate for breakfast. I don't know. It's just... You have so many things to think about that it's kind of... Like, you forget that... There's... You still have, like, the little time you have, maybe you should spend it doing other things, you know? Other than, like, worrying... But, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know if you have any questions for me about that, but it's, no, I, know, it's, I remember when it all that happened, man, you would, you would tell me about it and it's, um, it's different for us. You know, I feel like we have so much more potential to give and more experiences to have and more things to accomplish. Like, I feel like there's so much more for us to do in this life. Um, but as much as I've, I have confronted death in my short amount of life, which has been quite a bit, you know, more than most of the people that I know. Um, to me, it's like, if it happens, it happens, man. Like, I'm going to live my life every day like, if I can, like it's my last. And I'm going to enjoy the time I have with the people I love while I can, you know? So the biggest, the biggest thing for me right now that's, like, been changing my mindset is, 
Like, you see so many other people's lives being taken away. Like, people just, like, our age and everything, you know? And are younger, even, in some cases. And it's just, like... Like, yeah. Like, I've definitely... This whole last year has been a big, like... Um... Like, change in mindset for me, even. Like, uh, since, like, New Year's and stuff. Like, coming out of COVID, like, alive. And, like, fighting to get back with, like, the ongoing symptoms and everything. Oh, it's... It's tough, and I I always used to joke around that before, like, quarantine and everything with my mom when I told her, like, hey, this is, like, what I want to study, and, like, I just need want you to know that whatever happens to me, like, 10 years down the line or five years, whatever, like, it's a, it's a dangerous type of job, and just be prepared for, like, uh, you or my dad might get the call one day, you know, that I... Yeah. Like, that's it, you know, and... They're like, ah, that's local too, or whatever. Like, you know, I was like, there's, I was like, you're a big dude. If they shoot you, you have enough, you know, like left body left. You know, they make those jokes and stuff. But I was like, in my head, I'm like, no, I kind of like, I always wanted, like, subconsciously try and make sure that, like, they could handle, like, me being gone. I don't know why I've always thought like that. Like, if I'm gonna, like, you know, if it's gonna be unexpected or something, that's just probably me being paranoid, but. I've always thought about, like, death could be, like, around any corner, you know? It hasn't hindered my ability to live my life the way I want to live it, but it's just something that's always on my mind, and um, I think more people need to think like that, because time flies, man, and, you know, like, every day is a new day, and millions of, like, outcomes can happen, you know? No, absolutely, and that, that comes, you know, for me, you know, having dealt with personal demons and and depression my whole life for me it's like i didn't think i was gonna make it past 18 years old you know so for me every every new year is a new blessing every year is a new way to continue you know a new a new time to try so it's like for me you know i felt like i was living on borrowed time like i've been living on borrowed time you know that sounds you know to my my family that's listening don't be worried about me but that's just the way i've grown to look at things and it's like to me that's the way i i function and you know i i don't see a problem with it it doesn't affect me that bad you know i have my days like everyone else does but you know that's what i have this for it's what i've gone to therapy for it's what i've you know you know i can deal with it i can handle it anything that comes my way you know i'm gonna handle it and i have it tattooed in my arm i tattooed it here on my arm on the end of my form on purpose you know to wake up every morning and, you know, I remember why I want to be here, you know, whatever tomorrow brings, I'll be there, whatever it is, good, bad, the ugly. And, um, I will continue living by that until the day I die. So, um, you know, it's not the end, it's the beginning of something new. And as hard as it is to process right now and think about like, it's reality, it's my reality. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to miss him until the day I go, but, uh, he wouldn't want me to just stop here and lay down and die. He would want me to keep going forward. Um, eventually. Oh, that's something I was going to, like, touch up on was, like... At some point. When you were talking about how, like, see you down the road. I was like, but take your time, Oz. Because, you know, it's 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 a slow race. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, no, it's definitely a slow race. You it's know, a, it's a marathon, it's, not a sprint. You know, like... Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, it's see you down the road, man. It's... We, we still my, got plenty my, of memories to make, brother. So I'll like, see my partner again. You know, it's not gonna be now or maybe anytime soon, but I, I will. 
Um, and that's that's what helps keep me going is his memory does not go with him. It goes with us. So unfortunately, my kids are never going to have got to have meet that man. And um, that's OK. But, you know, we'll uh, we'll get it all going. You know, they'll know about him and uh, definitely you know, one day. One day. So for that, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thankful. Yeah, no, um, it's just, it's crazy how everybody, how everybody like thinks like their death is going to be and stuff. And, uh, like I know in, <laughs> in my mom's case, like my mom's like, when I go there, like, she's like, I don't want anybody to cry. She just wants to have a big ass party thrown in her. I mean, that's what everyone says, and I absolutely agree with that, but people are going to grieve. It's just reality. Oh, I know. Like, but. the way we did it was, we no one drank, no one celebrated until like, once he was gone. That that afternoon, after he passed away, we had our, everyone did their toast to him. I, you know, I had the beer, and I drank for him, you know. So, once I'm gone, gone, and I'm, you know, then you can celebrate, you can, you can remember me, oh. you know, um... But uh, at the same time, I always look at it as, as, you know, be with me while I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Like, do what you can to see me while I'm here. Because once I'm gone, I'm gone. There ain't no going back. So I look at life that way as in, you know, if there's someone out there you really love and care for and you want to spend time with them, do it while you can. You know, make that effort. Push that foot forward. Don't regret anything. You know, that's the biggest, that's the worst thing you can do yourself is live with regret. You do what you can with the ones you love while they're here. It's that simple. So, um, to my dad, my uncles, my cousins, my sister, and my thoughts other extended family, I'm with you. Um, it's been a tough week. If you're listening, if you're not, it doesn't matter to me. Um, we've all suffered a big loss, but... It's not it's not the end. Life does not stop here. We have to keep going forward. Um in the words Shout of Rocky Balboa, that's lost. It's not, it's not hard you can get it's not hard you can hit, it's hard you can get hit and keep keep moving forward. So that's what we do. We take them on the chin and we keep going forward. So um this this episode has been I've actually held together quite well, surprisingly, but it's um it's dedicated to the memory of George Bernardo, also known as Partner, also known as Dad without the money. Um, he, I wish everyone on this podcast that listens to it or here could have met him and had a full blown conversation with the man because it's just a he was a different breed, man. He was built different, and um, you know he will be truly missed, and. Um, you know, for that, I will take another shot of Jaeger for him because that's what we do on this cool. podcast. I already finished my Guinness. So. I know. I saw that, buddy. Was, You're good. Oh, uh, yeah. FYI for everyone. Um, I'll, I'll uh, take my shot to the end. I was a tall boy, too. Uh, yeah, I'll take one to the head just for you. Well, once it's warm and flat, um, warm and flat Guinness tastes like just straight black coffee. So it was a little bitter. Um, Ooh, the Jaeger was you kinda, smooth. You kind of need. Yeah, you need that and to... And the funny thing is, the ironic thing is, my nana love black licorice. So, Jaeger is perfect because it tastes like black licorice to me. I mean, it is licorice flavored, like liquor. Exactly. 
I was like, it doesn't just taste like licorice to you, Austin. It tastes like like licorice to the whole world. <laughs> but, but I love uh, it. So, um, it's, yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> you know, not Christmas won't be the same. Obviously, you know, that was not after a holiday. That was, you know, every 24th we go see my Tata and Nana. So, it'll be a lot different this year. But, you know, he uh, he lived. I can say that wholeheartedly. He lived. And not many your turn, people, buddy. Not many, not many people get to do what he did. So, um, hopefully, he is uh, watching down on us now, and he is, uh, you know, dancing with Anna. Hopefully, they listen to some. Hey, we pick up us all. Thought it was your only vato up there, because that was one of their favorite songs. Great yeah, song, no, by the way. It. I've heard it a few times. Yeah. So. Hopefully then, and some Ramon Ayala, of course, he has to have his beer. So I hope they got a, I hope they have a, a keg tap for you up there, because they're gonna need it. And um, keg. Yep. And uh, yeah, man. I want to uh, conclude that episode on that note. This episode okay. is dedicated to him. I think forty-five minutes is as well good enough. We can. Uh, I can sit here and appreciate that. Um, thank you all for listening and staying tuned in. Um, I know we've had some drop off a few times here and there, depending on the episode, but for the most part, we have a, a pretty consistent audience and from the bottom of my heart, I thank you. Um, if you take the time to listen to this, uh, thank you as well. It's, it's been a very tough week for me and my family. And, um, this is a way of me getting to talk about him and, um, show you a, just a tiny bit of what he represented he's a patriarch of our family he's the reason why we're here and um hopefully he's he's a much much better place now i can say that and um it's uh it's not goodbye thought i'll see you down the road partner this has been the scholar and shot caller podcast thank you all for tuning in